Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I think that it was really about, you know, for me, the affair was a communication. Yeah. You know, that was how I told myself and then kind of ultimately him that I wasn't happy. Yeah. And yet, so what I'm always struck by when I look at that was actually the, the lack of courage that I had, you know, or lack of willingness or ability to kind of face what I needed to face that I, that I did what I did. But it was also one of those things where I just know that that was probably what was necessary for me to be able to see, you know, wow, if I would go to that extent to be able to communicate something, there's really something I got to take care of over here with me. And, um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because there's, I've done a lot of work to kind of heal and forgive myself, you know, and, and kind of everybody involved in the situation. Um, but it's, I just think that something like, like it being courageous or not being courageous is such an interesting way to think about it because I don't ever, I don't even think it's about that. I said it or that I told him, I think it's always the way in which it happens. You know, and one person could label that as courageous and another person could label that as cowardly, you know, so it's just interesting to hear your perspective on it, too, because I don't think I thought about it that way before, you know, I look at it from now, you know, it takes it takes courage to say and to to do things when we're in the moment, we're being caused by whatever is driving us. Right. Like you had a communication to, to say, oh, like my ex had a communication to say how it's said. It just, it comes out the way it comes out, yeah. you know, but to, to acknowledge it, like for me, I, and I come for, for me because I'm, I'm really charged. I've never been charged in an interview and with you, I'm getting, I'm like, I'm here. I'm, I'm here in a different way because you're almost representing her. Mm. I'm getting a chance to really, to really understand that side of the window, you know, cause I could only see my side. And for me, it was like, all right, I just want to be complete. And complete was for me was like knowing or hearing it from her, but I never heard it. So I acknowledge you for the courage because it does take courage to tell somebody because you could have just easily have done it, wiped it under the rug, you know, and it would have, life would have gone on and you still would have exited the relationship because ultimately what it sounds like is that your communication was, I'm not happy. As you said, I want out or I want something new or different, you know, so there you are and you said what you said and now you want to save the relationship. Mm-hmm. So what was that all about? Why do you want to save it if, if the actions were to not save it? it was, you know, it's, there's a dichotomy that's happening there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it was like, I, I was in such a mindset at that point in life, you know, where, um, you know, the idea of marriage at that time in life was really like, okay, this is the thing that I'm going to do now. You know, it was just, it was the right, it felt at least at the moment to me, like, as this was the right time 
So I'm, this is what I'm doing, you know? And when I do, when I commit myself to something, I just do that forever or whatever, you know, that's just kind of how that goes. And, and I think that I was very much caught up in this kind of morality of um, keeping my promise, you know? And so it, it didn't occur to me as an option to just get divorced. That just wasn't something that, and it wasn't, look, look my, my mom has been divorced, you know, and I have a great relationship with them. I know plenty of people that have been divorced. So it wasn't like there was this, there was someone telling me that, you know, it just, that's just how it was for me that, um, you know, you just don't do that. Like, to me, that was just like losing and I wasn't going to lose that, you know, like, you know, to me, it's like, well, I, if anyone can work this out, I can work it out. So let's just work it out, you know? And um, so I think that's, I mean, I, I think it was just more of a default or like a reaction. And it was also like, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it didn't really occur to me like, oh, I should be happy. It sounds like really weird, but it just, that's just how it was for me. It wasn't about my happiness. This was about following through with the commitment that I made. And um, I also think that I've never been one to have my, like, I, I, I don't know, a lot of people label themselves independent. So that's kind of a little bit almost <laughs> overused or cliche, but I don't feel like my happiness uh, really depends upon another person in that particular way in a person, especially with the person I'm in a romantic relationship with, you know? Um, I think I am just someone who's really committed to my own happiness in general. And I have so many, you know, exciting things that I love and passions and all of that. So I think that there was just this thing like, well, if my marriage isn't like perfect, like that's okay. No one has a perfect marriage. So just this is just what it is. I don't know. It was just very, um, it, it felt more like something I had to save for the principal than it was about me being happy, you know? And the other part of it was like, well, I messed that up. So I don't, I guess I just don't deserve to be happy, you know? So my happiness was not the point, you know, the point in the, in saving this marriage for me in that moment was, or in that, during that time was, I got to do it because it's the right thing to do. I got to do it. I had people also kind of in my ear um, who I don't, I think had their own personal things about it going on, saying things like, well, you, you got to say this and you got to do this, you know? And I was so easily influenced at that time too, by, um, by any voice that um, echoed that desire to save the marriage. What would you do differently knowing what you know now? Oh man. <laughs> Oof, you know, um, I think the, the, the bottom line is I would have listened to those thoughts that I had, you know, like the little ones that are like, I just have this moment. I remember like this moment. I remember it's like, seems so insignificant, right? There's this moment, this one day where I was just like standing in my, my bathroom, you know? And there was like, you know, he wasn't home and I was alone. And I was just like, I'm so happy right now. 
Like, I was just like alone, you know? And even little things, and I mean, this might even sound kind of crazy. I don't know, but I'm just gonna say it. But, you know, I had these thoughts about like, okay, well, like, if you were to like die or something, like, what would life be like? Like, I'd start to have these little like kind of fantasies about like, what it would be like if I was just alone yeah. again, you know? And I think that I just had this, again, such this like moral perspective on what that is that like, I didn't listen to those, not as like the truth. I was like, I don't want this guy to die. Like really, do you know what I mean? But what's the message behind that thought? Why would I have that thought? And I think that if I just had been willing to accept the kind of uncomfortable reality of that, I wasn't happy, you know, or that I like had quote unquote made the wrong choice or something like that. Although I don't know that I need to see it that way. Um, I think I just might've found a way, you know, to be able to start to talk about that and have a conversation, um, you know, with, with him, of, of course would be the, the best person to talk to about it. But if I needed to get support in order to do that, then to find support in order to do that. Cause you know, marriage is not a, a easiest thing. It's not, I mean, you know, it's like you got a roommate and a financial partner, like a business partner and a romantic relationship, you know, and like a sexual partner, you have all these things that, that are tied into one thing. That's all, that's a lot, you know? And so I think, I just think that first and foremost, listening to myself. And then the second thing would be finding a way to communicate that. Um, even if I was scared. You know, and there were a lot of aspects, a lot of fear for me. There's a lot of fear, you know, and I think for, for different reasons. Um, but that's mostly what I was kind of present to in that, in that time of my life was just a lot of fear about anything that wasn't positive or perfect. How long were you guys married before you got divorced? Uh, two years. Two years. And... Was there signs at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's always that one friend, right? Who will tell you, who will tell you. I mean, I don't know if everyone has that one friend. Maybe people have more than one of that friend or they don't, I don't know. But I had one friend who said, you know, Jenny, I don't think, this is the right person for you. Yeah. And I'm going to say that so that I've said it. And I really hope I'm wrong. And I mean, she said it in such a great way too. You know what I mean? Like so respectful and so great, but just for her own sense of, you know, herself as a friend. And guess what? She was the first person there for me when everything fell apart. So, you know, um, but, you know, if not that, then, other things, you know, just plenty of other places where I just, I, I wasn't willing to have that conversation, uh, certain conversations that needed to be had in that kind of relationship, you know, and I just kept pushing things off, pushing things off, pushing things off and on conversations that although uncomfortable, I would have had with other people that I wasn't willing to have, you know, with him and, you know, plenty of other things, honestly, if I'm really honest about it, you know, just it, um, there were definitely things, but I was just so, oh, 
it just, I just was so externally focused. Do you know what I mean? At that point, it was just all about what's the right situation for me to be in. And, you know, I'd, I'd come out of a, of a longer term relationship, right. Fairly early, not, not long before that, like maybe, I don't know, six months, maybe even less where I was in a relationship for three years with someone who ultimately didn't, didn't really want to commit and go that route. And, you know, sometimes and I'm not, and I'm not even calling this a rebound or any of that, but I do think that there are sometimes these unfulfilled things that happen with certain people. And then we go and it's kind of like, well, what's the next available opportunity? I was being kind of an opportunist in that moment, you know, like here's an opportunity and we go with it. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.